Well, our first reading today, surprise, surprise, is the first half of the first chapter of Genesis. And so I actually want to take a minute before we hear the reading to explain to you the ancient view of the world. This is what they thought the world looked like. I'll pass this around in a moment. They thought that the world was a flat disk and that the solid land was held up on some pillars. Have you heard of the show Pillars of the Earth? Everything else was water. There was a dome above that held the water above from getting down, but there were some windows to let in rain, snow, and hail. And that the rivers and the oceans were part of that water, um, the water that was below. So here's a depiction for you. I know it's a small picture, but just, we've all heard the creation story a million times, but maybe you can hear it a little differently when you know what they were thinking about. And today, we will talk about, the fa- about that first reading and the amazing things we know about why and when it was written. It was probably the last part of the Pentateuch that was written. It's the first chapter, but it was written last, we believe. So I hope we don't have any fundamentalists in the room, because I think I'm about to tear the scales from your eyes. We're pretty sure... Well, first of all, let's start with the book of Genesis. The first chapter tells us how God created the world, and the second chapter tells us how God created the world, and they're not the same. And we believe that the second chapter is actually the older version. Why was this the first chapter written? Well, it turns out that there is another creation myth, the Babylonian creation myth, which shares a lot of very interesting parallels with what happens in the first chapter of Genesis. And we're pretty sure that what happened was during the Babylonian captivity, the Jewish people wrote a response about their understanding of God and the goodness of creation in response to what they thought was very profane in the Babylonian story. But the interesting thing is that the things are created in the same order in the two stories. And there are some other parallels that are very interesting. But I'd like to tell you about what's different. And first of all, this creation is called the Enuma Elish. And you can find it in in various books. And it talks about the two great gods of the Babylonian world, Apsu and Tiamat. And so it says, When on high the heavens had not been named, firm ground below had not been called by name, not by primordial Apsu, their begetter, and Mumu Tiamat, she who bore them all, their waters commingling as a single body. Sounds a little bit like the first couple verses. Well, there are younger gods who decide that they want to make war against, the, against Tiamat and Apsu. And so they choose a young warrior god, Marduk, to go to war. And he he eventually wins the war against them, and the world is created from the remnants of Tiamat's body. Well, how do people come to be? 
Well, Marduk says, Blood I will mass and cause bones to be. I will establish a savage. Man shall be his name. Verily, savage man I will create. He shall be charged with the service of the gods, that they might be at ease. Well, that's a little different. Well, what does this say to us? What does this say that this story that we hold of how the world was created was sort of plagiarized (laughs) from the Babylonians? Well, it's about the changes that were made. And my buddy, Paul's father, Larry Boat, wrote in this book that's become the definitive text on the Old Testament, he says, well, there's seven things that we say here. There is one God without sexual gender alone from the start who created from his goodness and wise plan a world of order in which matter is good and not the result of whim or magic. But God's word, which decrees what is to be and establishes limits, he gave humans a place of honor made in his own image. They were to have responsibility over what was created and share divine gifts of procreating life sharing God's Sabbath rest, and knowing him personally. God is good. And when God created the world, he declared it was all good. And he declared that we are very good. And sometimes I think we forget that. We are good. God has a plan for us. Let us keep that in mind especially as we move in to the season of Lent, when we focus a little more closely on how we fall short of who God calls us to be.